Hello, this is Bhadra Sinha, Senior Associate Editor with The Print. And in today's edition of The Print Pod, I will read out my story on the Supreme Court judgment that has quashed Kannur University Vice-Chancellor's reappointment. A three-judge bench led by the Chief Justice of India on Thursday quashed the reappointment of Kannur University's Vice-Chancellor. In doing so, the bench observed, that as the chancellor of a state-run university, a governor is not merely a titular head, but is the sole judge whose opinion is final in all respects. The occasion to draw a distinction between the governor and his or her role as a state university chancellor arose as a three-judge bench of Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachur and Justices J.B. Partiwala and Manoj Mishra heard an appeal against a Kerala High Court judgment that refused to set aside the notification for Gopinath Ravindran's reappointment as Vice-Chancellor of Kannur University. This notification was issued on 23rd November 2021. Ravindran's reappointment notification was challenged by an elected member of the Kannur University Senate and a member of its academic council. Thursday's judgment assumes significance as it comes at a time when state governments of Tamil Nadu and Kerala are locked in a bitter tussle with their respective governors over non-approval of crucial bills, most of which relate to amendments in state university laws. The proposed changes intend to dilute the governor's role in the appointment of state university vice-chancellors and instead vest it with the state government. The Supreme Court bench on Thursday held that the governor, as Chancellor of Kannur University, surrendered his statutory powers, which vitiated the entire process of reappointment of the Vice-Chancellor. The reappointment was influenced by extraneous considerations, which was the unwarranted intervention of the state government. There was no irregularity otherwise. The bench said, and I quote, the Chancellor was required to discharge his statutory duties in accordance with law and guided by the dictates of his own judgment and not at the behest of anybody else. Law does not recognize any such extra-constitutional interference in the exercise of statutory discretion. Any such interference amounts to dictation from political superior. Four questions of law were raised by the top court in its judgment. These four questions of law were the grounds and the basis of which the petitioners had challenged the reappointment of Ravindran. These four questions were whether Ravindran's reappointment is permissible in respect of a tenure post, whether the outer age limit of 60 years for the appointment of vice-chancellor as stipulated under the Kannur University Act is to be made applicable even in the case of reappointment of the vice-chancellor for another term of four years, whether the reappointment of the Vice-Chancellor has to follow the same process as a fresh appointment by setting up a selection committee and did the Chancellor abdicate or surrender his statutory power of reappointment of the Vice-Chancellor. While the High Court upheld Ravindran's appointment on all the four grounds, the Apex Court differed in its opinion. It agreed with the High Court's finding on the first three points and held the University Act permitted reappointment of an incumbent vice-chancellor and that such a person could be older than 60 years. For reappointment, the Apex Court said, there was no requirement in the law to set up a selection committee.
Also, since a reappointment was distinct from appointment, it need not follow the ordinary process designed for a fresh appointment, the bench said. On the fourth question of law, which is whether the Chancellor abdicated or surrendered his statutory power of reappointment of a Vice-Chancellor, the court accepted the petitioner's contention. Notably, the Governor as Chancellor of Kanur University supported the petitioners in the top court. He was one of the respondents in the case. In his argument, the Governor said that the appointment defied University Grants Commission, that is the UGC regulations, which say a nominee of the regulator should have been a member of the selection committee that originally appointed Ravindran. The governor also drew the court's attention to a press release issued by the Kerala Raj Bhavan on 3rd February 2022 in which it was unequivocally announced that Ravindran's reappointment as vice-chancellor was initiated by the chief minister and the higher education minister. The press release also mentioned the notification that was issued inviting fresh applications for the appointment of vice-chancellor. This notification, the court was informed, was later cancelled following a letter written by the higher education minister to the governor. This letter by the minister pushed for Ravindran's reappointment. Taking account of the press release, the Apex Court noted in its judgment that as the governor was the ex-official chancellor of the university by virtue of his office, he was not bound to act under the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers. The law governing the university makes a clear-cut distinction between two distinct authorities, namely the chancellor and the state government, the pen said. And when the legislature intentionally makes a distinction, the same must also be interpreted distinctly, the bench added. Therefore, as a chancellor, the governor acts only in his personal capacity and the powers and duties exercised by him under a statute related to the university have absolutely no relation to the exercise and performance of the powers and duties by him while he holds office as the governor of the state, the bench ruled. This is all that I have for you right now in this edition of the Print Board. Thank you so much.